0: Welcome to Five Star Weekly. It's the first episode of 2021, and we've been away a long time. We appreciate your patience, but we have a lot to catch up on, so let's get right into it. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections, and a plate of something delicious from the menu to go. Check out Thinking Man Tavern. First off, I wanna thank everyone from the bottom of my heart for the well wishes and the condolences during this difficult time. I can't thank everyone enough for the support for Corey's memorial fund. And really, it's just really heartfelt how much it means to me and to the rest of this crew. Uh, Also, special shout-out to Tanner for setting up that memorial fund. But it really, I think, exemplifies that this Five Stripe fam isn't just a saying. You guys are a true community, and you guys have been there for us. And really, I just cannot thank you guys enough. You guys are amazing. You guys have propped us up during these Really, really difficult times, like I said, and we really want to thank you for your patience. But, with all that being said, let's get into the news and back into the swing of things. So, first up is that the Atlanta United preseason start date has been confirmed. It's January 25th, and the MLS season will start on time. I think the... Whether, uh, you know, the CBA has anything to do with that is another thing altogether. But uh, MLS has proposed a deal to the MLS Players Association that, clo- uh, that includes no pay cuts in 2021. But it would extend the current CBA through 2027, according to the Athletics' Sam Uh Very quickly, uh, it's not, we don't need to dwell on this too far because uh, the proposals, uh, they're coming this week. Whether they actually get ratified uh, could come next week, but uh, what's your confidence in this, Mark?
1: Ooh, confidence? Uh, <laughs> 50%. I mean, you know, I think that they'll uh, get it done by the time the season begins, you know, whether it's like pushing up until, you know, two weeks before the season starts or whatever, but um, definitely uh i think the most significant update from that is that they're not going to ask for a pay cut so you know i mm-hmm. personally just as a fan um i hope the league uh sticks to their word on that and um you know as i hope that they can um get a deal done that's fair for everybody and um you know i hope that we can get a season at least started on time
0: right it'd be a drastic change from 2020 and so if we can get that right um you know where we start the season on time, but if we don't have a long layoff because of uh, you know COVID, that would be fantastic. But uh, yeah, let's move on quickly then to our new head coach slash manager Gabriel Hensey. He's uh, officially been announced in the time that we were away. And his expected arrival date is somewhere around this time right now as uh, some of the players are getting back already. Anton Walks kind of already posted on his IG story that he's uh, already back to the training uh, grounds. But uh, yeah, in terms of Hainsey on taking the job, he said that, uh, quote, the process started months ago when I was in touch with Carlos and Darren. One of the important things about the process was the respect I saw from both parties. I I asked for time to analyze the proposal, and they allowed me to do that. Which kind of makes sense in kind of how long it took a little bit. Uh, It seemed like, you know, there weren't really a ton of rumors in terms of head coach. Uh, But it definitely, uh, I think in a lot of regards, uh, it seemed like things were happening behind the scenes. Because it just couldn't be that quiet and, you know, nothing happened. And so it seemed like uh, or not seemed like, but it definitely uh, they showed a video where uh, Darren and Carlos went down to Argentina, visited him. They had to go through a ton of uh, like special requests with the government and uh, protocols, but uh, they were able to meet with him uh, Their their first meeting with, uh, you know, uh, Heinze was uh a little bit like a witness protection where it was just all shadows but uh it was uh i think you know very interesting uh you know to see how much work they had to do to get their man and uh you know also uh you know heinsey talked about the current roster he said he saw a young team but a team with a great will there are areas where we think we can improve and those offers are on the table. And that's obviously uh, kind of permeated with the amount of transfer rumors that we've had this past week and recently. It's definitely picked up. Silly season is definitely in full swing, but uh, let's get into what Gabriel Hainsay can bring to Atlanta United. I mean, uh, from what uh, we've gathered, uh, I think you know he's a, a coach that. Even though he is very young in his kind of coaching career, he is a uh, Marcelo Bielsa disciple. That's indisputable. And with that brings pressing, -pressing, counter-pressing with high pressing, you know, for sure. A big part of that's a fluid attacking system and less of a rigid positional system uh, that you may have seen from Frank De Boer Uh, and then. He obviously, uh, with a lot of the videos that have been put out, uh, as well as um, you know, kind of the uh, the kind of supplemental materials that are out there, he not only puts a ton of work behind the scenes, but he's good with young talents and he loves to bring them up. And uh, he is that type of head coach that can really uh, you know make an underperforming roster overperform. Uh, And that's something that's very key here because it may have seemed like we maybe underperformed in 2020, even though, yeah, you know, we did almost clean house a little bit as well uh, with a lot of key players that were, you know, maybe not adequately replaced. But uh, the fact that Heinsay could see some potential in there and uh, through that was, you know, wanting to actually take this job uh, and also you know, his contract is for two years. So that is to be noted. It's fairly short. It's very Tata Martino-esque. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much, uh, it's, it means he's got to, you know, kind of really hit the, the ground rolling. And, um, you know, the, the club has spoken essentially about how they want to bring it back to the 2017 type of style. And, uh, definitely in terms of the momentum, the, uh, Pretty much, pretty much starting anew, like a launching a relaunch of uh, LA United, because of just pretty much how bad of a taste it really left in a lot of fans' mouth, for sure, of two
1: thousand
0: twenty. But uh, yeah, what, what else do you think uh, in terms of uh, Hainsay, what he brings to the table?
1: Yeah, so I mean, uh, obviously, it's. Uh... Been put out there ad nauseum that uh, you know he is a Bielsa disciple, and of course uh, Tata Martino, who we are very familiar with, is uh, a Bielsa disciple as well. But uh, you know uh, Felipe Cardenas, I think, did a good um, article on Bielsa when he was announced, and Biel- i mean, on uh, sorry, Hinte uh, when he was announced, and Hensei, uh according to him, uh, his managerial style and how his teams play is most closely aligned with Bielsa out of all of his uh, so-called cycles um, so that's interesting you know like if uh, if you watch Premier League football if you're uh, you know familiar with watching you know they uh, they definitely have a distinct brand um, lots of fluid movement lots of pressing um, Leeds themselves aren't great defensively I think uh, you know at the end of the day they they do have some championship level players in that team and so that's always going to be uh, somewhat difficult to make that jump, but for a team that's made that that has, you know, less than a year into the Premier League, they're kind of holding their own fairly well, I think, and so um, but to bring it back to Hansi, yeah, I mean uh, you know it, it, it seems like he ticks the boxes in terms of what Atlanta United would look for in a in a manager, especially post Boer. you know um, you do like to hear that the, there was a thorough process um, and so I guess, honestly, you gotta give Credit to Carlos and Darren for keeping a tight lid, even though you know fans like myself uh, were frustrated. Um, you know, it's uh, it shows that they do you know they do understand what they're doing. One of the criticisms that I've heard of Bocanegra is you know he may not be uh, the best. They, you know, the people wonder how his uh, personality band management, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, sort of degree. You know what I mean? Like yeah, handling that sort of thing. Uh, but he seems to have done it well. You know, like Hansa seems pretty pretty satisfied with the process. Um, he seems like he's gotten the chance to analyze the roster, which I think is important. Another complaint that we've heard is that uh, you know Elaine and I are making we're making personnel decisions without having a manager in place. But you know, if they were talking to Hansa and they had a good feeling about him, then then these moves then uh, I think you feel better about they make a little more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I think uh, there obviously has to be a lot of work done with, with the roster to really, um, you know, have a good sense of what to expect in 2021. But yeah. so far, so good.
0: Yeah. And uh, so he also has a few ties to Atlanta United. We talked about Tata Martino, of course, uh, as well. But uh, also Franco Escobar in 2014 played with Newell's old boys. And, of course, as well, Gabriel Hainsey. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Escobar, he did mention, quote, I was lucky to have the Gringo, that's his nickname, uh, as a teammate, and I learned a lot from him. He always told me to look for safe passes. Gringo Hainsey is my inspiration. He explained defending to me, gave me peace of mind, and I learned a lot from him. Uh, I I think that's that's very apparent in the way that they defend very much so. Uh, There is... A lot of shit as as well. Uh, there are some two-footed tackles that uh, you know people have seen from uh, uh you know highlights and stuff like that as well. But uh, yeah, definitely they're cut from the same cloth for sure. Uh, they're guys that are very passionate, very fiery. Uh, a lot of times, no nonsense in some ways, uh, and also very versed in the dark arts. But uh, you know. We also need to, I think, talk about, you know, I think him at villa Sarsfield, uh, his former club, he was able to uh, really, I think, kind of pull them up from relegation fodder to a team that was kind of fighting for the top places in their division. Uh, and that's, you know, in no small part to the way he plays, his attacking style, his, um, you know, very exciting style of play that uh, I think a lot of, Atlanta United fans will thoroughly enjoy and I think maybe a lot of uh you know neutrals from around the league in terms of fans I think will uh appreciate what he will be bringing and hopefully Hensei will uh you know maybe help us win a couple of titles uh in the time and uh and then right off into the sunset uh moving on to Europe where he no doubt wants to coach and uh, I mean he is a storied you know uh Actual player in Europe as well, uh, having played for the likes of Man U, for uh, Real Madrid, for Marseille, for PSG. I mean, he's a guy that uh, maybe doesn't stay at places very long, but he definitely has a pedigree, and um, you know, definitely uh, Tanner is louting this uh, this signing for sure, uh, as he did in the you know uh, pretty much rumor video, but. I mean, he's a guy that's, you know, he's played under some of the best coaches around the world. This is, I think, just something that, uh, you know, in terms of what to expect, you almost like through osmosis sometimes when you're, uh, you know, playing under some of the best coaches, you kind of, you know, start to pick up on a lot of the, uh, you know, the the mannerisms, the way they coach. And it's just, uh, I think, very apparent here. That uh, he's trying to kind of model after some of the best ones. None uh, other more apparent than Bielsa, like we, we mentioned. But uh, I think a big part of his system that we do have to mention is that deep-lying midfielder that, uh, you know, is the number six uh, called in Europe, number five called in uh, Argentina. But uh, it's crucial to setting the tempo for Hainsey's side. And so we will be... I think talking very uh, soon in this episode about someone that's linked to us. That's very exciting as well. So uh, let's move on to a uh, report by Felipe Cardenas of The Athletic saying that Paul McDonough, our former VP in our championship years, uh, will return to Atlanta United. He, uh, yeah. Will probably take over the soccer operations again, and uh, will kind of take on that similar role. I mean, you know, is uh, is a super club coming back? Mark, are we uh, are we making the the right moves to get us back to where we need to be?
1: Um, in terms of Paul McDonough, I mean, he's he's fine, I guess. You he uh he's been he's done a little tour, a mini tour on the league, but uh, obviously he had good. Um, you know, solid success in Atlanta. I think you know the structure is the most important thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, Paul getting to get back together with Carlos and Darren, you know, they might have a good chemistry. They might work well together as a team. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's a good sign having bring back somebody that's familiar with the organization. You know, somebody who maybe uh might be good with the uh, the the numbers, which you really which is key in MLS. You know, with the mm-hmm. you know the whole roster. Uh, Mechanisms. So, Mm I mean,
0: why not? Yeah, and uh, it seems like yeah, maybe uh, Inter Miami. He was maybe kind of uh, internally maybe disagreeing with uh, the ownership and the the leadership uh, up there. So you know, him getting back to uh, where he helped set up the training grounds. You know, he was active in the collegiate scouting, uh, free agency. I mean, he oversaw a lot of the construction of our championship team. It's, uh, I think, a good thing to see him back for sure. Uh, So let's move on to, uh, we we never really got to talk about it, but uh, pretty much our 1-0 win against Club America. uh, It's obviously too little too late. We were knocked out of the Champions League, but it was great to see Jackson Conway with a debut goal and he just had only one touch, but it was a good touch. It was, uh, you know, a great header and, yeah, a great assist by George Bello. I think, yeah, we, we saw some, I think, really, really good things from the team here uh, that, you know, I think bodes well for kind of, you know, kind of relinquishing the reins from Stephen Glass to Gabriel Hainsey. Uh, definitely our best performance of the year I would say against the aside that maybe you know we're mailing it in because they had a 3-0 lead that they pretty were pretty comfortable with but still either way it's a it's a good win it's uh you know it's a good performance and that's really all we asked for from the team and especially you know having 20 plus or more days off from our last game to uh you know to our penultimate, or from our penultimate game to our last game of the season. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's good to end 2020 with a positive for sure there. But uh, let's move on to LA United's kit leak. Uh, We are getting a new primary uh, kit this season, but uh, the news hasn't been about that. It's been about the third kit. And that third kit is going to be a, quote-unquote, Team Maroon, says footy headlines. But it could be more so like a Burgundy, uh, however you want to call it. I mean, they put up a uh, little mock of what it could look like. For me, it's got a lot of Highbury, uh, Arsenal vibes, which I'm very happy with. Because that's, yeah, it was a pretty good season. I mean, that's... (laughs) Mark is uh, given the whole uh, Borat uh, <laughs> X and a bit, but uh, I think uh, I think it's a good color, and I think it would be a good little like I think alternative to what we're used to. What do you think of uh, not only that, but kind of the new burgundy training tops uh, with the long sleeves, with the sleeveless? What do you What do you, what do you uh, Are you vibing with it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I really do like the. Tra- I always like. Uh, I think Elena has good training tops. Like, I, I already have a couple of them, So, uh, the I, one you're wearing. I yep. imagine myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, this is an example. Right, um, the sleeveless be a good call, especially uh, you know if we are able to go back to the stadium safely um, this summer. Um, you know how hot it gets, so <laughs> you know being in the gulch with the sleeveless might might uh, might be a good call. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about having a third kid in general. You know, I hope it's yeah. not too typical, or too boring. You know, I hope they do uh, uh, you know something a little bit different with it. You know, if you're gonna have a third kid, I think you should um, be a little bit adventurous. You know, with the mm-hmm. style. So, but we'll see. I'm I am I'm excited. I mean, yeah. Let's see if uh, let's see if they get my money for it.
0: Right. And uh, yeah, obviously we're uh, one of the best selling kind of, uh, you know, teams in the league in terms of kits. for So, you know, uh, we're only one of uh, a few that are getting third kits. And, uh, I mean, I think with good reason. We're, you know, <laughs> we always sell out of the, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, the parlay kits as well. So, I mean, I think there's good oh, reason yeah. why they're doing that. I would like to see more texture than what we're used to uh, with kind of the more, uh you know the primary and secondary kits that yeah, there's kind of a lack of um, adventure, I think in a lot of it and so I agree there needs to be something yeah, if there is uh you know more of a solid burgundy, yeah, well you know make the texture really really different uh, you know maybe even make it shiny with some gold or something like that. Of course though they've already decided all this and so uh, they don't need our input. I think a year right. ago is probably when they actually decided when to do this. So, but uh, let's right. move on to Eric Lopez, who is officially on the first team. Now uh, it's kind of been a arduous process for him to get to the first team. Uh, he was signed in July and he had to be signed to LA 2 because of roster mechanisms, but he is finally on the first team. But, he was able to play against Club America and he pretty much kind of played that kind of floating 10 role or maybe second striker. How did you uh, you know, think of his performance at uh, in against Club America?
1: So unfortunately, I was not able to watch that match, so I can't really give, uh, you know, my own personal assessment of what I thought. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, from everything that I've read and from the people I've spoken to, uh, Lopez was pretty solid you know Uh, he's definitely seems like a player with um, a high ceiling and i mean like you know it's he is an exciting prospect uh especially for atlanta united's model of um you know getting top prospects from south america and uh, transferring them to europe so you know we we know like what roque santa cruz has said about him back in paraguay uh we know that you know paraguayan uh football media in general rate him highly uh so yeah i mean I, I think uh it's a good it's a good sign you know like somebody mm-hmm. who can uh have that type of showing uh despite really not being able to play uh for half that. a season um, you know <laughs> right exactly you know like hopefully uh hopefully he gets he's able to get good chemistry with uh with joseph and you know the other attackers and maybe he will be uh, a key contributor as soon as next season
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think for me, having watched the the game, he was a guy that was, I think, uh, always available, always trying to make something happen, uh, very forward-thinking with his passes, and uh, a good eye for goal, like we've seen in the highlights, but also, I think, in the game a little bit. He was uh, definitely someone that was always trying to make something happen uh, and looked very dangerous in the box. So I think he's someone that... Uh, bodes well for the future for Atlanta United, and like uh, Mark was saying, yeah, you know, with the ethos of bringing guys that are uh, you know, younger, we can, I think, mean, grow him, and he's got some potential as a sell on type of uh, you know, player for the future. So, uh, moving on, so uh, it was uh, our leading scorer from the past season, he was moved on, John Gallagher. Uh, he was sent to Austin FC, the new uh, expansion side, for 225000 in general allocation money. And, uh, I mean, obviously there were a lot of people that were up in arms. I mean, he had done really, really well for us uh, this season. Uh, and, I mean, I think he had four goals, which isn't like a really huge return. Obviously, it was great for kind of... Uh, the shortened season but also uh, when we were so anemic in front of goal but uh, he was a guy that brought a lot of energy to play multiple positions and uh, I mean I'm personally sad to see him go but it makes sense when we have the likes of Eric Lopez who uh, you know has higher potential uh, and also other guys that might be brought in uh, it's kind of sell high and make uh, your money here and uh, you know it's Maybe not the worst thing, but it is, you know, definitely a little bit sad because I think a lot of fans kind of grew accustomed to seeing him in the lineup in the latter part of 2020. But uh, let's uh, let's move on to Mikey Ambrose, who has uh, signed back uh, with the team as a backup. Uh, it pretty much seems like wherever, uh, you know, Mikey Ambrose goes, Paul McDonough goes, uh, they've seen uh the you know see, they've pretty much been at the club uh together with Orlando City with LA United with Inter Miami it's kind of crazy they they're almost like conjoined at the hip it's uh we probably should have saw this coming when Ambrose signed but uh as a as a player i mean Ambrose he provides that backup depth uh whether he's going to provide anything more i mean he's i think you know experienced enough he has been uh, I think proven as a uh, good backup. You know, I think he's, I think anything more than that, we're expecting too much, but I think, you know, him filling in here and there is a solid move. Uh, he's proven that for us uh, in previous years. Uh, now, moving on to a rumor from Big Bad MLS, George Bellow uh, was reportedly eyed by several German clubs, including Borussia Mönchengladbach, uh, who uh yeah, I mean that's uh, a club that's doing really really well in uh Bundesliga and you know it's one of those where if he did get kind of uh, brought over there that would be a huge move for Bello. Uh we'll see the plausibility of that. It seems like yeah, more so we want to keep him for one more year. But uh yeah, there was the uh of course uh left back that was selected in the re-entry draft Andrew Gutman from FC Cincinnati, who we uh, actually traded uh, some assets for to move up to this first pick. But uh, it's it seems like rumors are that uh, he might be flipped. But uh, as of now, he still isn't an official Atlanta United player. Uh, we have his rights and whether somebody uh, around the league will want him or, I mean, he's on loan from Celtic. Uh, the Scottish club. So it will be one of those things. We shall see what happens with that. Uh, it may just be some kind of, you know, backup uh, in the roster in case some moves do happen. But uh, speaking of George Bello and also Miles Robinson, they have both been called up to the U23 U.S. men's national team. Uh, the January camp will begin on January 9th and go from the 9th to the 24th. Uh, at IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. So congrats to uh, the youngins. Uh, they definitely, I think, deserve it, but we are definitely hoping that they do not get injured. Uh, hopefully they do not run some wind sprints after games when they don't need to. Looking at Miles Robinson and uh, <laughs> whomever is going to be, uh, yeah, Jason Kreiss. Yeah, you know, Jason Kreis of, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, Orlando City, uh, you know, kind of previous years. Hopefully, he does not sabotage our guy here, So, or both of our guys. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, they do come back healthy. So, let's get into the big transfer rumor of the week. And it is Moises Ca- Caicedo of uh, Independiente del Valle in Ecuador. Uh, who's also a Man United target. Uh, But Roger Gonzalez of CBS Sports says that the 19-year-old Ecuadorian who plays central midfield has been offered a transfer to Atlanta United. And, uh, you know, transfer market has him at a 5.5 million uh, market value. So it's going to be around there. Uh, But according to Radio La Calle, they have said that uh, we have pretty much put in the best uh, offer, financially the best by far. And so very, very interesting indeed, as some other European clubs are in the mix, including Chelsea, Mark, (laughs) and (laughs) also Everton uh, has been floated out there as well. This could all be posturing by Independiente del Valle, uh but it 's one of those things where uh they 're trying to probably get the top dollar from whomever, and so mm-hmm. that 's totally fine, but this player this nineteen year old is a tasty one. He has been uh kind of bandied about as uh, at least by Tim Vickery, who uh knows his South American uh you know leagues and prospects he 's been touted as the real deal Holyfield. Even though he was talking about uh, his, uh, you know, his move to Man United probably being the most likely, uh, it seems like, yeah, uh, there are some conflicting reports, but I think there definitely is a bidding war, at the very least, for his services. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether we can uh, facilitate this move by maybe buying down Marce- Marcelino Moreno, uh, that's according to James Knowlton of the World Football Index, Uh, You know, whether we could do that or persuade him with Gabriel Hainsey as the head coach, either way, you know, it's, uh, I think, a big move because he's being touted uh, as one of the the biggest kind of uh, box-to-box defensive midfielders uh, in terms of prospects around the world. And this would be a humongous get, but uh, what have you seen from, uh, you know, not only... Uh, the reports, but also uh, the video of Kaiseido.
1: Yeah, um, I th- also that I think the Tim Vickery's comments were definitely outstanding. You know, he was very complimentary about him. Um, you know, called him intelligent, uh, strong, cool, um, a, a wonderful athlete. And I mean, when you watch the highlights, and you know, obviously, big caveat when you're only watching highlights, but Um, there's one video in particular I think Scout Nation does and I think Scout Nation does a good job with these where you kind of get a a sense of what his overall game is and you know, his positional sense seems pretty solid in the midfield uh, kind of the ball and I like seeing that personally, you know like players who run well with the ball, um you know, he uh, he seems to be able to turn players seems to be able to feel players um i think also the fact that he's already been capped by uh by ecuador, it's ecuador right yeah mm-hmm. the fact that he's yeah the fact that he's already been capped by ecuador as a 19 year old i think is a significant step uh because they you know players that play for as i said before players that uh, are playing for their team in south america in most cases or are often in europe and so or europe level type of player mm-hmm. and so uh you know if uh if European clubs are looking at him now, I mean I think that the jump from that league to like let's say Premier, league, for example, would be a big one. But if you were to come to uh MLS a season two, and then, you know, European clubs would still scout him because as we've seen, like, you know, European clubs are scouting MLS players, domestic and foreign. So, um this uh could be another opportunity for Atlanta United to bring in uh, a high ceiling prospects and somebody who can help in the in the short term you know help the team win and also uh, you know raise the team's profile in terms of the global transfer market so mm-hmm. it's uh you know based on the again highlights based on the highlights that I've seen he's pretty exciting and based on what I've read and heard I mean it's kind of hard not not to get excited you know I mean yep. just looking at him I mean, you get shades of like Darlington Agby um but I mean, and he likes to have a shot too, which uh, you know that's always nice when uh, yeah. you have a player who can contribute with uh, maybe five to ten goals over the course of the season. I'm not expecting to be a main goal scorer coming out of the midfield, but mm-hmm. you know uh, if that's something he can do. That would be great. So excited! I'm definitely excited by the by the prospect of Atlanta United even uh, you know being in the mix here.
0: Yeah, that would be a tremendous return from a person playing box to box or. A little bit deeper. I mean, five to ten. Wow, um, that would be insane. But uh, that would really, I think, you know, help solidify a lot of areas in our team. And I mean, there have been uh, pretty much like uh, you know reports out there as well that I mean, he would pretty much solidify our entire midfield. He pretty much does everything. He's all action. Uh, He loves to get stuck in. Uh, He's got a good diagonal ball from what I've seen. Good awareness on the pitch, uh, defensively and. Uh, attack-wise, unafraid to shoot from distance. I mean, he's a guy that, uh, if we bring him in as a DP or as a young DP, either way, uh, I mean, he's a guy that's, you know, obviously highly touted. uh, Obviously also uh, not only highly regarded, but uh, a lot of teams want him in top teams. I mean, pretty much arguably uh, the most famous club in the world, Man United. I mean, you're you're welcome, Tanner, for that. That uh, that, that <laughs> yeah, plot it there. Very complimentary, man. Very complimentary, <laughs> but <laughs> I know we, I should probably cut that out. But uh, <laughs> it's uh,
1: the one thing. Yeah, I say. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, you know, it, as we know, twenty twenty was a shambles. I mean, I am mm-hmm. of the opinion I've said this before that going into twenty twenty, we lost our two best players. We lost Joseph to injury, and we lost Donington Nagby in a trade. And you know, we know Joseph is coming back. We know we have Eric Globe there. But I think midfield really needs to be pretty much rebuilt if LA United are going to have success going forward. And so, you know, they bring in Marcelino Moreno. Um, He's shown some good stuff. And uh, Caicedo, you know, would be, I think, a tremendous acquisition towards that.
0: Exactly. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, if that happens, we shall see. That is an ongoing uh, transfer rumor for sure. Uh, but a uh, previous transfer rumor was from uh, Felipe Cardenas of The Athletic, Boca Junior Central midfielder Agustin Almendra. He was linked with the move. Uh, he is 20 and he's fa- he had fallen out of uh, favor with the current staff due to holding out. But, uh, yeah, not much has come from that uh, in the past weeks. But Almendra would have been, I think, a a tasty uh, guy to bring in as well to help solidify our midfield. But uh, I think when you look at Caicedo and then Almendra, I mean, there's, uh, yeah, there's, I think, a pretty stark difference in terms of like, okay, this is like really, really, I think, uh, someone that... uh, has a high, high potential, and versus a guy who's like, I think a good, decent prospect that would uh, help change some things. But uh, I'm, I'm very high on Caicedo, clearly. Uh, but let's move on hmm. to another transfer rumor: uh, Aberdeen FC's Ronald Hernandez, a fullback, uh, reportedly was uh, at least, uh, you know, saying that uh, he would be signing this week to a four-year contract with LA United, and that was according to Mario Alberto Sanchez. But uh, the 23-year-old, he would be possibly arriving this week, uh, in the second week, but, uh, you know, we shall see. It seems like a little bit strange to sign a four-year contract uh, for a right-back when we do have Franco Escobar and, of course, Brooks Lennon has played fullback as well. Uh, we're kind of unsure of what system we might play, but probably with Hainsay, it's probably going to be a 4-3-3, or at least kind of you mm-hmm. know fluid-wise, uh, there could be wingbacks in that. But uh, it, does it kind of strike you odd a little bit why we would make this move for Hernandez?
1: So there's two things that come to mind. One, they may be looking to replace uh, Brooks Lennon um the other thing i mean i'm, I'm not sure i not really don't know i personally i think book is good and i would rather keep him but you know if uh if he doesn't fit and what hensei wants to do then fair enough mm-hmm. um i think the other thing though is that franco Escobar played, started a couple of games at center back and he even said after one of those games that he came up as a center back um you know i wonder if he played center back with um with hensei when they were teammates and so Maybe Hanse sees Escobar as a center back. I, I mean, like, I don't know. I would love to see a pairing of Robinson and Escobar. I think that mm-hmm. uh, the those two players combined will offer you so much in terms of your central defenders. So mm-hmm. um, that's uh, that, those are my theories. I mean, I would I would like to see that be personally.
0: Yeah. And yeah, it very well could maybe in that regard. So uh, it would make a little bit of sense. Uh, the reviews of Hernandez weren't glowing, but, uh, it is one of those things when he pretty much, I don't think, fit the system at Aberdeen, so he pretty much didn't get a lot of playing time, and maybe if he did, he wasn't maybe showing out like he maybe wanted to, so, you know, we need to take all that into account as well, but, uh, moving on from that, uh, for a debunked transfer rumor, but we'll mention it anyway, Jurgen's Montenegro, uh, a 20-year-old Ford from Costa Rica, uh, he uh, was said to be uh, leaving for the United States to take his medical, but then it turned out to be that uh, Montenegro came all the way to Georgia to re-sign with his agency. Uh, and he even followed you know, our uh, Instagram account and everything. I think he was just maybe excited to see all of the, uh, the hoopla around him, but uh, it seems like it was just a lot of smoke and nothing actually happening. So... You know it is what it is there, but uh, yeah, let's move on to uh, some of the more kind of odds and ends. Marcelino Moreno, he recently got married this past weekend. Congratulations to our new boy! He uh, they tied the knot in a small st- ceremony in Argentina, and now his family can join him in the States now, which is usually what our Argentinian players have done. Uh, I think. You've seen uh, a lot of these uh, players do that. Uh, you know, Bargo comes to mind. Uh, Piti also comes to mind. A lot of a lot of players, you know, they kind of like to sort out their their home uh, situation kind of uh, as soon as they can, you know. But uh, yeah. moving on to another odds and end, uh, Jurgen Dom. He uh, met with Salt Bay, and, uh, you know, he's been globetrotting since the season ended, and when you're in Dubai, I mean, you might as well. You might as well sprinkle a little bit of salt and pretty much get some ridiculously sensual meat in your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> but, because, uh, have you seen that man cut meat? I mean, they're... there's something about it that is wow you know but
1: do you need the water
0: i i think i need to dab my forehead a little bit i think it's uh (laughs) it's getting a little hot here but uh anyway let's move on to uh brazilian esports uh athletes are uh pretty much our emls side uh with Paulo neto he is representing our club again in the 2021 season uh he finished Uh, the season last year, number one ranked on PlayStation FIFA in South America, and uh, yeah, slew of other plaudits, but we are also adding another local esports player in Enzo Dominguez uh, who will compete in the opening EMLS League Series event as well, so we are adding to the coffers in our EMLS team, so that's uh, great to see. I think, in my opinion, because I think you know, EMLS and esports in general is only going to get bigger, and so you want to see Atlanta United kind of make the strides in you know in those kind of uh, you know arenas where I think it will only grow the brand. So pretty important. So that pretty much does it for the show, except for the question of the day, and so. The question of the day is, what are your expectations of Gabriel Hainsey and what he can do for us? Guys, let us know in the comments below. We are very interested in seeing what your opinion of Hainsey is. It's uh, been mostly, I think, uh, positive, but it could also be a little bit uh, you know, back and forth. There are some people that don't quite believe in Hainsey quite yet, so we shall see. So, uh, guys, also... I want to take this moment to dedicate this episode and all subsequent content to the co-creator of this channel, Corey. I love you. I miss you, and it's uh, it's difficult every single day. But yeah, enjoy bliss in heaven. Love you, Corey.